You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Hey there, Joe. Great to talk with you again today. How are you doing? I am well, thank you, Richard. Yes, I'm in Queensland and I'm loving it. Oh, fantastic. Uh, mm. What are you loving about being in Queensland? Oh, I just had some time with over a cup of tea and a macaron with my sister-in-law and my niece. Hmm. It's just, yeah, really lovely to have family time. Yeah, mm. that's great. How old is your niece? She is in year one. so No, oh, year good. two, so seven or eight, yeah. And did you manage some uh, fun conversation? <laughs> yeah, she's not feeling a hundred percent. So, yes, we did. We did have some lovely chats. It was nice. Mm. And what about That's you, good. Richard? What have you been up to lately? Oh well, I thought I'd share with you, Joe, and our listeners uh, that I've decided to listen to uh, try and listen to some more Christian music. Oh yeah. I think I read somewhere that it uh, would be good for me spiritually, and I, I'm sure that's that's true. I'm not naturally a huge Christian music fan, but mm. um, the interesting thing is that uh, the music I tend to enjoy is, uh, strangely, uh, electronic dance music. Um, <laughs> you've heard me play this now and again around our workplace. Um, <laughs> yes, it's I have. a sort of you know drop the beat, doop 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 kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> That's just what I enjoy listening to. And yeah. uh, I thought, well, um, why don't I see if there's some electronic dance music out there that's Christian? And yeah. uh, sure enough, uh, yes, there is, <laughs> there is a Christian electronic <laughs> dance music playlist on my sort of audio streaming service. Dare we say a scene? A Christian idiom uh, scene? I, I don't – there probably is. <laughs> I don't know. But I have – so I thought, oh, I'll listen to some of this music and see how it goes, see if it's uh, enjoyable <laughs> and spiritually edifying. And so um, I'm part of the way through. It's quite a long playlist. Um, yeah. There's 13 hours in this one of, <laughs> of uh, EDM, Christian EDM to listen to, Joe. And so, um, uh, yeah, my, I'll share my observations so far. Okay. Uh, it's, it's A lot of it's been very well produced, so Ooh, okay. I really can't complain about that. This is not just teenagers in their uh, bedrooms mucking around with some software. This is well-produced stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the, the, it sounds great. And sometimes there isn't a lot of lyrics. So it's, it's just sort of music. Yeah, it may not be benefiting me spiritually heaps. Um, and, but the the words when they come, uh, they're, 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 some are good, some are not so good. And so okay. um, um, I've, I'm enjoying it. I think I'll keep going, working my way through the, uh, the playlist. Um, <laughs> but definitely interested from our listeners, if there's any Christian electronic dance music fans out there, I would... I would really benefit uh, from your recommendations. <laughs> and to, to wide and open, look, I'd take any recommendations, I think, but yeah. um, for Christian music. Yeah, right. Um, that is actually interesting because a guy called Ben, who's been listening to our podcast, sent me a music link. And I realize I haven't yet replied to you, Ben. I'll get back to you soon. Um, yeah. From Job. So I'll have to share that with you. Oh, well, that's a great. Yeah, we love it when listeners share things. Mm, mm. So I think, yeah, Christian EDM, I'd probably listen to Christian folk music as well. Mm. Um, so if that's a plan B, if if people are coming up short on the, <laughs> on the EDM. <laughs> you listen to, uh, how, what's your Christian music listening habits, Joe? Uh, I probably would listen to, to songs like I love the repeat of the favourites rather than mm-hmm. anything beyond that. And yep. so I literally would just go and listen to the same song again 20, <laughs> 20 times. It would oh, go really? on and, yeah, 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 a deep repeat essentially. <laughs> um, and it will be a song that I've just 
grabbed hold of and love. Maybe a song we've sung at church or something like that. But other than that, I'm not a big, um, yeah, deliberate music listener. Yeah, yeah, sure. Hmm. Oh, well, we'll see how I go on this journey. Yeah, I don't, interesting. Uh, don't know where it will lead. <laughs> but it's a big it's, world uh, out there of Christian idioms. There is a big world out there, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, so any, anything else going for you? Up, uh, oh, well, I did. Um, I have successfully achieved a task that I didn't think I could, which mm-hmm. was um, there was rust emerging on my car door. Yeah. And I thought, I know what rust does. Rust destroys. The Bible says that. And so <laughs> I need to get on top of this. <laughs> yeah, good good Bible in yeah. life application. Yeah, thank you. I try. Um, anyway, so I I was like, right, Google can help me. So I Googled it, felt overwhelmed, put it aside for about <laughs> four months. And every time I opened my door, I'd be like, oh, there's that rust again. Yeah. It's destroying my car. Yeah. And so the other day I went into Super Cheap Auto and I yep. said, I need some help. I know I need to get this and this and this, paint and rust the rust stuff yeah. <laughs> and yep. some sandpaper, can you help me? And I'm like, first you need to find out what colour white car you have. I thought, okay, can I just tell you the brand? She said, no, it's bigger than that. It's much bigger than that. I was like, okay. What colour white car? That's exactly right. And so I had to I'm find I'm thinking it's white. What, yes. what more is there to know? There's a sticker on the inside panel of your door, but not where you'd think it is. It's somewhere else because the guy had to come out and help me find the sticker. <laughs> and then he took me to the aisle and I said, I just need you to help me to pick everything I need. He was like, okay, right. And then I have successfully sanded down my car rust and painted the rust after using the rust killer in the Oh, wow. I know. that, But here's the thing. I did what you did with the kitchen cabinets. I went a bit wild. I started (laughs) painting all the little scratches. So right now, currently my car has no scratches that have not been dealt with. (laughs) Wow. You've gone all out. (laughs) I went wild. Just cleaning up, making your car look amazing. Yeah. Look, it doesn't look so amazing that there, <laughs> there are little splotches of white in places where I'm like, that should not be white. That should be black. So oh, is, well. <laughs> is, is the next step kind of lowering the whole thing and uh, yeah. so I'm you can get subwoofers. Cruise. What do they do in Roma? Do they cruise up and down in Roma? No, you, you drive four drives in Roma. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we should talk about the Bible. What have you yeah. been reading, brother? Well, I've just finished uh, Jeremiah in my mm. kind of um, long reading, and I thought I'd share something oh, that was just a bit moving, actually. Mm. Um, I've uh, read Jeremiah a few times, and mm. uh, we're in chapter 52 here, and it's just the very end of Jerusalem. And mm. it's the, um, I'll read, say, uh, from 6 to 11 mm-hmm. of chapter 52. By the ninth day of the fourth month, by, the famine in the city had become so severe that there was no food for the people to eat. Then the city wall was broken through and the whole army fled. They left the city at night through the gate between the two walls near the king's garden, though the Babylonians were surrounding the city. They fled towards the Arabah, but the Babylonian army pursued King Zedekiah and overtook him in the plains of Jericho. All his soldiers were separated from him and scattered, and he was captured. He was taken to the king of Babylon at Riblah in the land of Hamath, where he pronounced sentence on him. There at Riblah, the king of Babylon killed the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes. He also killed all the officials of Judah. Then he put out Zedekiah's eyes, bound him with bronze shackles, and shook him to took him to Babylon, where he put him in prison till the day of his death. Mm. And now, I mean, that's just a really sad ending to the story of Jerusalem. But I mm. think, uh, particularly for me this time, having read Jeremiah through, I felt like I've gotten to know Zedekiah a bit, mm. um, and. Yeah, not a nice king or a good king, but a little. There's more to him in Jeremiah. He's a little bit conflicted. Mm. He's feeling the political pressures, um, and so 
yeah, just got to, to connect with him a little bit through the word here. Mm. Um, and then I think something, the thing that struck me just was he was only like 32 when this happened. Whoa. Um, so you kind of think King of Israel are oh, like a, some old guy on a throne with a beard and a whole track, you know, a life of, of, of bad stuff behind him. But only 32, which makes obviously his sons that were killed were would have been kids, teenagers. Mm. They're not like the adult Awful. princes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, just that whole thing that the, the, the brutality, the punishment, that the last thing he sees is the death of his sons. And mm. so I think, yeah, for a passage I've read a few times, I've skated over, I think this time I just felt kind of the tragedy of that, the sadness, mm. um, I think, in, in the way that the, the book of Jeremiah is supposed to make me feel or for us to feel mm. as, as readers. Mm. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. As you're talking, it makes me think, oh, I spent a lot of time trying to get my head around well, Assyria first took over the Northern Kingdom and Babylon, Babylon took over the Southern Kingdom and then they went yeah. into exile, then they came back. But actually, as you're talking, I was thinking, these are real people mm. and however much they rejected God's way and weren't kings after um, David's heart and things like that, still real people. And, mm. yeah, I appreciate that reminder. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very sobering. So, um, yeah, sobering. Um, just you know, reflection on judgment. Mm. I didn't get to thinking about how this passage points forward to Jesus and mm. and and sort of the biblical theology and application, everything like that. But mm. that didn't get to that. But yeah, just um, you know, obviously rebellion against God, judgment, mm. very serious. Mm. Yeah, so that's <sighs> a heavy moment in the podcast <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that we yeah. do get to at times. Oh, that's uh, good. Yeah, the Bible does bring forth a range of emotions, doesn't it? Oh, it's the whole deal for mm. sure. Yeah. Mm. Now, mm. what have you been reading, Joe? Well, um, I'm back in the book Confront- Confronting Christianity that I mentioned two weeks ago. Yes, and um, I remember you telling yeah. us about that. It sounded yeah. really good. Yeah, so it's basically um, uh, written um, as a Christian apology, I think, um, so trying to persuade people to consider Christianity. And um, so it's not primarily for Christians, I don't think. But mm-hmm. from the way I'm reading it, I'm, I'm a bit confused actually about whether it's for Christians or for people who are trying to engage with Christianity. The yeah, argument right. is essentially Christianity is the biggest religion in the world and you should think about it. Um, you should think about whether this is a religion you want to be part of essentially. Um, and sh- she's got some fascinating language, this woman who writes it. Um, she talks about um, the rise of the nuns. N O N E S, which is people who oh, have right. no religion. Oh, I, I thought like, you meant the the Catholic Roman Catholic. No, nuns. no, and that's what I thought at first. <laughs> she was like, "There was a gathering of atheists and nuns." I was like, "What?" <laughs> but it's actually she's got she's got these code words um, and this is little phrases. Another one she talked about was um, essentially how much wealth doesn't satisfy, and she talks about mm. how speeding up the hedonic treadmill is never effective. It's like. The hedonic treadmill. The hedonic treadmill. I was like, whoa, (laughs) that is a really interesting phrase. Yeah. Um, But the thing that I was hooked on that I want to comment on, she's in this chapter, it's the first chapter, where she's she's talking about, she's answering the question, aren't we better off without religion? Mm -hmm. And she talks about seven principles that come from the Bible that actually are borne out in research in the world. Mm -hmm. So the first is it's more blessed to give than receive. Another is that you can be content in all circumstances. 
Uh, wealth isn't what gets you, you know, isn't what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. But the fourth one was gratitude is good for us. Mm. So she goes to engage with it and then she says um, how counterintuitive the biblical ethic is about gr- gratitude. Um, and she says this, psychologists discovered through journaling research, actually I'm summarising this right now, psychologists discovered through journaling research that conscious daily attitudes for gratitude is good for you. And then this is the quote, gratitude mm-hmm. is buried at the heart of Christianity. Christians believe that no, no, not only that God created us and every good thing we have, but also that he offers us salvation as a free gift, one for us mm. in Jesus' death on our place, in our place. For the Christian, therefore, thankfulness is not just a positivity technique. It's a deep disposition to a life-giving and life-saving God. Mm. And she goes on to say this is, this is borne out in research that people who journal in thankfulness um, have better outcomes in this research than people who journal just about daily occurrences or things that are on their mind, challenges yeah. they're facing. Yeah. And it, it just got me thinking. I was, I was thinking, ah, I know this. I know this really well. I mm. could have written those things down as truths. Um, but she's using this as a way to persuade people to consider Christianity because mm. this is a way that life works for Christians. Yeah. That when, we're, when we, we are deeply oriented towards thankfulness to our God, thankfulness is always and gratitude is always a disposition towards God. And so to cultivating that is going to be good for us and that will look attractive to other people. Mm. I just thought, whoa. Yeah. I thought about that as, anyway, what do you That's think? That's cool. Oh, yeah. Um, I love the idea of um, speaking of the good things about Christianity. Mm. Uh, like you, yeah, totally sold on um, Thanksgiving, thankfulness. Mm. Uh, in fact, part of my regular prayer diary on mm. the sort of the front thing, the first thing is um, – thankfulness mm. I uh, and I put that there to make sure that I kick off my prayer times no matter what yeah. is going on with what, like, what can I be thankful for mm. um, often it's very little things but mm. um, yeah that's part of that conviction mm. uh, but I love the way yeah she's um, inviting people to think about the goodness of Christianity not just mm. the truth of Christianity mm. so her method is basically um, say something challenging that flies right in the face of the narrative around <laughs> Christianity then quote some research, then show it in the Bible or a Christian doctrine concept Yeah, and then move on to the next thing. And Mm. I've actually had to listen to it slower than I would use. Like this, Mm. she's got lots of things that my mind goes, oh, that's interesting. I'll listen to it again. (laughs) So I go back another, you know, I'm listening as an audio book, go back two or three minutes back and listen to it again because she writes in a way that I find interesting Mm. and she argues in a way that I... Have, I don't really often spend a lot of time in books like this. I mm. don't prefer them, but I found it encouraging. And the thing I've thought about doing is I do sometimes occasionally do a, I call it my done list, the things yeah. I've done to try and help me to be um, conscious. I always think I've never done enough. And so this yeah. is my skill to develop. You know, I sit down and I write 10 things I've done. Okay. And then often we'll just pray that I'll trust God that that's enough. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, I need to do a thanks list before I do a done <laughs> list. <laughs> ten things. Yeah. Just sit down, count ten things, and pray in thankfulness for them, and then do a ten done a done list. Ten things I've done, and I don't, know, I I don't in- know if I'll actually discipline myself to do this every time, but I've appreciated that reminder. I'm intrigued about the done list. What a great idea! Yeah, well, it's part of it is I would 
spend most of my days thinking that's not good enough. You need to do more. Mm. You need to work mm. harder. Yeah. Um, and I have to discipline myself that that's an, not a godly or wise way to think. And so, yeah, yeah. Hmm. No, I like it. Hmm. Well, I am glad you're getting heaps out of this book by hmm. Rebecca McLaughlin. What's yes. it called again? Um Confronting Christianity. Christianity, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, I had a moment. Blank confronting. No, that's right. It's got a bright red cover with dots <laughs> on it, with circles on it. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's been great talking today, and yes. uh, across the uh, the state border from yes. here in New South Wales up to there in <laughs> Queensland. I hope is it. Hope you're enjoying the warmer weather and happy times. Yes, yes. Uh, and we are going to have a holiday break. Yes, that's right. Two weeks mm. off. Um, mm. I'll be uh, going down to Sydney, going down to the Blue Mountains, hopefully oh, getting lovely. some nature, getting some Japanese food, hopefully maybe some very strange food I can tell you about next Ooh. term, Joe. I know you enjoy hearing about the strange things my extended family eats. <laughs> I will enjoy that. <laughs> um, oh, dear. And uh, so, uh, yeah, today we've talked about some Christian EDM. Mm. Suggestions welcome at uh, – Homegrown Faith at HunterBibleChurch.org. Yes. Um, Jeremiah 52, some uh, more challenging ideas from Rebecca McLaughlin. Yeah. Just around thankfulness. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so if you're uh, enjoying listening to uh, the Homegrown Faith, uh, listening to me and Joe chat each week, love for you to post a review in yeah. the place where you listen. Is that right, Joe? That's, uh, yeah, I think so. That's to be a helpful thing. Yeah, I think that will help um, – you know, it'll show up on people's feeds a bit more and whatnot. And we'd love to encourage people around church and people who just love Jesus. So why not? If you've enjoyed it, why not share it? Indeed. Mm. All right. Well, you enjoy uh, your break and time up in Queensland, Joe. You too. And uh, we'll chat in a little while. Sounds good. See you, brother. Mm.